Hello again and welcome back to Daily Devotions with North Clay Baptist Church. My name is Pastor Drew and I'm very excited to be back with you once again walking through another book of the Bible in our one-year Bible reading plan. And this time we'll be walking through the book of Galatians. Now, the book of Galatians was written to a group of churches located in the Roman province of Galatia, which encompassed roughly the eastern portion of Asia Minor, or modern-day Turkey. And Paul wrote this letter to address particular problems uh, in these churches. So in order to have a firm grasp of what this book is dealing with, we need to have some understanding of what the situation was that led to the writing of this book. So shortly after the gospel was received by the Galatians, a group known as the Judaizers came and personally attacked Paul as well as preached a distorted gospel. This distorted gospel insisted that circumcision, which was the Jewish sign of the Old Covenant, they uh, insisted that it was necessary, along with faith in Christ, for justification. In other words, a Gentile must first become a Jew through circumcision in order to receive the offer of salvation. Already we can see the problem here. As Christians, and certainly as Reformed Christians here at North Clay Baptist Church, we affirm the doctrine of sola fide, which states that faith alone is the means of salvation. There is no other mechanism that leads to salvation, save for faith alone. It's not good works. It's not circumcision. It's not participation in the Mass. It's not particular doctrinal formulations, etc., etc. Only by faith alone, in Christ alone will anyone be saved furthermore we see that this heresy is in complete contradiction to what was preached by the apostles and specifically what was preached by peter on the day of pentecost there on the day of pentecost peter tells them his hearers that the promise of salvation was for all those whom the lord calls to himself not for those who first become jews through circumcision so while the Galatian heresy, in terms of its uh, particular focus on circumcision, is no longer around, we do see variants of this heresy throughout history, and it is certainly alive and well even in our day. Any gospel that posits Christ plus, Christ plus speaking in tongues, Christ plus good works, Christ plus circumcision, Christ plus a particular eschatological formulation, etc. Anything that posits Christ plus is a false gospel. So we must pay careful attention to Paul's words here in this book if we are to refute the false gospels in our day. So chapter 1 begins with a greeting from Paul. He then goes on to express his astonishment at the Galatians for their abandonment of the gospel that he delivered to them. He then makes clear that there is only one true gospel, stating, If we, or an angel from heaven, should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. It is important to see that Paul uh, does not tell them to hold fast to some group or to any particular teacher, including himself. Rather, he exhorts them to hold fast to the one true gospel. Paul then goes on to defend his credentials as an apostle and states that he was not preaching man's gospel, but it was the gospel that was revealed to him by Jesus Christ himself. 
And then chapter 2 opens with Paul reiterating his confirmation as an apostle by the other apostles, and that his work was primarily directed towards proclaiming the gospel to the Gentiles. He then goes on to describe how he opposed Peter to his face for his hypocrisy. Uh, Paul then states that there is no longer any dividing wall between Jews and Gentiles in Christ, because they share in the same body. So there is no need for Gentiles to first become Jews in order to be saved. And this is really important because we need to recognize that Christ has one body, His church. And to segregate His body based on ethnicity or adherence to certain Jewish laws, uh, like circumcision, would be to separate the body of Christ. And since Christ does not do this, nor instruct us to do this, we must not make the mistake of separating the body of Christ for any reason. Then in chapter 3, Paul begins to explain that it is not through works of the law that one is saved, but only through faith. He points out in verse 7 that those of faith, those who are of faith, they are the true sons of Abraham. Paul then goes on to state that those who rely on works of the law are under a curse. As sinners who are born dead in our trespasses and sins, we are unable to keep the law through our own efforts. So the law which reveals God to us, also reveals our sinfulness and our inability to rightly reflect God's holy, righteous, and just character. As we come into contact with the law of God, we are condemned unless we have an alien righteousness imputed to us. Paul then explains that the law did not nullify the promises to Abraham. If, if we go back to Genesis 15. We see that God made a covenant with Abraham and that he ratified this covenant on the basis of himself. He not only took upon himself the duty for upholding both ends of this covenant, but he also took upon himself the curses for disobedience to this covenant. So Abraham's adherence to the law had no bearing on the promises made by God. Paul then states in verse 21, is the law then contrary? to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. We see that the law serves to indict and condemn us in our sins, and show us that we need a savior who can fulfill the demands of the law on our behalf. Thus, the only means of salvation is by grace, through faith in Christ. It cannot be gained through our obedience to the law. And even if it could, we would be unable to gain it.